Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Uh, the title of our podcast today is The Boogeyman of Westfield, Mass Murderer John Emil List. John List killed his entire family back in 1971, and then he disappeared for 19 years before the police finally caught up to him. So we're going to talk about all of his dastardly deeds. But before we do, uh, let me introduce our panel. I'm joined by the very lovely and talented, the Queen of Mean, the Empress of the Evil, the Mistress of the Cobb, pill-popping, penis-loving, Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? I'm good, Timmy. How are you? I am fine. How are you feeling? I'm feeling much better. You had a, a medical scare yesterday. I did. And that is why the podcast is late. It did. Yes, that's all true. Uh, would you like to tell the listeners uh, what happened? I had chest, chest pains at work from talking to Chuck, standing too close to Chuck, so I thought I was going to die. Yes. And they, you know, we had to call the squad, and then I got to spend the next seven hours sitting at the, you know, university waiting room, waiting at the hospital, to be seen. University hospital. Oh God, yeah, and it was crazy, yes. crazy. Uh, who called nine one one for you? You did. And How did you remember the number? And I had, he had a, it written down. You know, I had a dream last night about. Call, then I had to call nine one one for another emergency. Uh-huh. And I was on one of those old cell phones, and it wouldn't go through. Oh yeah, so, it's harrowing. But you're not here yet. So Brandy, <laughs> harrowing, harrowing. <laughs> but you're doing okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. Okay, it was just a scare. Yes. Okay. Um, let me introduce the third member of our panel. The uh, really the moral compass of the podcast. Mm. The uh, really the most dangerous man in podcasting today, the very honorable Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Walters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm not good, Timmy, but you know, nobody should we cares. call 911? No, I'm not that kind of not good. And and you know, I had to I was going to call 911 because I thought she was burning up the dance floor. Yes, <laughs> she, that happens. Uh, she, um. Uh, just a question for did they fill you up because i know they they finally closed the door did they make you take your shirt and stuff i had off? to lift my shirt up yeah. <laughs> oh, did they give you like one of those backless things uh, well gowns? they tried to i didn't No, they gave her an ekg it. while she was here yeah i got an ekg in my office that's cool it was very so handy. you know i'm standing outside brandy's office trying to make sure everything's gonna be okay making sure these firemen don't molest her or whatnot 
and uh they were not the hot firemen yeah she didn't get the hot fireman group well i got the about old a, retirees about six months later six months earlier we had a woman fall and hit her head and we called called the medics and every, these some bitches look like they just jumped off every the Chippendales dancer I mean, <laughs> that moonlights as an EMT was on this friggin' squad. Yeah, I mean, but every you were not so fortunate. No, no, every woman in the building was getting the vapors and falling out, and so oh, help me, help me. Right, Brandy gets the crew that looks like they're about. They were all about two years yeah. past retirement. Yeah, age. they're off duty in twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. This bitch is here, you know, getting ready to keel over. I'm sorry, Mister Stroke. I was at lunch. She was very nasty. I'm standing here just making sure everything's okay, and she looks at me and goes, "Would you get out of here?" (laughs) They were, they were lifting up my shirt and putting, you know, things Things on on me. Yeah, we have all seen Brandy's boobs before. I don't think so. It would not be a new thing to us. I don't, I don't know that you have really. Wow, we're glad you're okay. I have not seen things adhered to your breastuses. Yeah, well, but I had about a thousand of them. All right. Well, we're glad you're doing well. Wait, ask Chuck why he's not so well. Why are you not well, Chuck? Because the motherfuckers are sending me to training, Tim. <laughs> well, you should embrace continuous education. I you don't know? like training, and you know I don't like training, but this is a three-day training. Three full days. Three full days awesome. where you can't... Uh, and you're not going to be in there with anybody you know. Yeah, and it's it's just bullshit and there's nothing that i if i don't already know i'm too goddamn old to learn new stuff to me yeah they shouldn't be investing in you at all no i mean it's a a poor investment it really is yeah but he tries to throw me in why can't you send brandy fuck what makes you think i want to go to three-day training on situational management it's situational leadership right yeah, and uh, well, and I have managed I, I, to avoid every situation where leadership is necessary. I, I've you should perfected get, that art. You know, you should train people on situational <laughs> ethics. That's for situational <laughs> avoidance. Yeah, I'm. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go down and start. You know what I'm going to do is I, I think I'm going to because we work in like a uh, different satellite satellite kind of, so we don't work in the main county building so no one knows you so no one down there knows me except in general for the, pop that's not true jim pop except for the people in hr and uh yeah so i think i'm gonna send taylor who do you think is going to teach that class i don't know the people know. in hr who would know you yeah they would know me oh sure. it looks like you're gonna be sitting there for three days i'm gonna see if i can't so eight I'm, hours a day what you're gonna need to do cell though, phones off yeah what you're going to need to do oh and you're going to sit in there with some old bleeding heart crazy fuckers mm-hmm. too and what you're going to need to do is just give every wrong smart ass answer that hey, you, you know come what up they with. do they do like role play oh i know <laughs> i know and, and what you have to understand like you i've been to those trainings as we are not while we work for the county and we're in workforce development we're not social workers up here no but when you go down to the other building they're social workers yes and we i i could say there's not a whole lot of empathy for people at this table no um, excuse me i'm a social worker I, i've got, got a degree in social work you got a degree but you don't have empathy oh no i don't have empathy okay so there you go right and then you get down Do a lot of work with single mothers he wants to <laughs> he wants to get all indignant about yeah shit. i know look at <laughs> He's got a will leave 10 minutes early <laughs> rather than refer somebody down to get food I, stamps. I, 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 text, I texted Brandy when she had her stroke yesterday <laughs> and asked her if she was doing okay. Well, And, yeah, our boss said, now, 
I don't know. Are we supposed to go up to the hospital, or what are we Christ. supposed to? Do? I was yeah. like, I don't What's know. What's protocol I called, here? I called nine one one. I think I did my job. I don't know what. I already wanted to send flowers, but he wasn't sure where to send them to. What? Why would you send flowers? I'm in the. <laughs> so I got to the ER. Well, yeah. Well, Kevin asked if we should send flowers, and I told her. Well, I, or I told him. I said, Well, I think we ought to wait to see if she lives and dies, <laughs> because we don't know where the flowers are going. Well, well, you don't want to waste like, flowers. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you want to know what type of. Uh, you yeah. Know, are we getting an arrangement? Yeah. Are we? Getting, you are know, we got some with rest in peace or, or get, get well, well soon? Yeah, yeah. You don't know. Well, there's I more. Mean, she <laughs> things are things are yeah, like you wanted to Kentucky Derby or something. That'd be great. Good luck. <laughs> she's, she's she's on the pre- precipice right now. Yeah. So why don't yeah, we, we just wait and see how things? Why don't we wait and see how things pan out yeah. here? Well, well we're you know. gla- we glad we're glad you lived. I because well, I you know, appreciate that. It would probably set our podcast back a couple more days if she died. Well, we'd have a funeral now. Chuck has to go to this fucking training, so our podcast. Pod- cast schedule is going to be fucked up if you died it would have really fucked it up so we're glad you lived thank you it is it, and you i wouldn't have well I, if you would have died i would have had a, a whole box of peanut butter crackers yeah well yeah you can have if, if i die you can have everything in my food cabinet sweet all right let's uh give shout outs to our supporters on patreon if you would like to support the podcast on Patreon, please go to patreon.com slash history dweebs where you can give a little, a lot, or just a wee tiny bit to me. Everything helps, and we want to uh, say thank you to those who support our podcast. And that includes Alicia and Chip, Jim Moyer, Jason Dykes, Phyllis Munson, Brandy McBride, TJ Young, Diane Student with History Goes Bump podcast, Amber Trevino, Annette Petray, Lise. Leslie Hagar, uh, Dr. Jeff and his lovely wife, Don, Cindy Lou, Heather Poole, uh, Charlie and Allie from the Insight Podcast, Mandy Swanson, Jennifer Siemens and her mother, Linda, Joe Hopkins, Brittany Martin, Melissa Montoya, Andrew Happ, Jahara, Amber Scoville, Lydia Fisher, and her sister, Ruth. Uh, we've got a new... Uh, supporter Elise, thank you very much, Elise, for joining our Patreon group. Yeah, Elise, I'm gonna come see you soon. Baby mama, Elise. Yeah, what? She, she Baby is. Baby mama, Elise. She, no. Yes, Elise. Elise. Well, you have two of them on there, right? We have Elise from Arkansas, and then you have who else? You said two Elises. No, just one Elises. Just one Elise. Oh, Lise. Oh, Lise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know them. Okay. Elise is... You know Lise. Uh, Ka. Yeah, I thought you were going to go down... Oh, 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 yeah. I thought you were going to go to Arkansas and... No, 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 no. I was thinking of somebody else. But Elise had a bad day yesterday, or was it yesterday or the day before she was pulled over by a cop who was kind of a I know, that was ass. bullshit. Yeah. So we hope you feel better, Elise. Uh, and Scott from the Killers, Cults, and Not Jobs... Not Jobs? Nut Jobs. Podcast. Thank you all very much. And if you would like to support us again, you can go to patreon.com slash history dweebs and you can learn more about that okay so we're going to talk about the boogeyman of westfield the mass murderer john emile list and some of you may be familiar with this story this is a pretty well-known story uh so i do not know this story okay well good yeah well you know it would be nice had you read it instead of I stroking was, out i yesterday. was busy at the er watching well, you crazy seven shit hours. yeah yeah 
Dude, I'm telling you, it was like that show ER. It was fucking crazy. Never again. The University Hospital for our listeners is a uh, very it's busy. downtown. It's, it's a it's inner city, urban, urban, very busy. Um, it's fucking crazy. No insurance. If you don't have insurance, you go to a University Hospital. Yeah. I have insurance. I couldn't get them to take me out. I mean, out it's where a good hospital. And it's, it's also just like a crazy. level five trauma center. So it's a good hospital. Yeah. It's just, it's just, uh, it's a zoo. So anyway, uh, let's talk about John Emil List. I like saying his name Emil. I find joy in such simple things. In life. I know. Um, he was an accountant. Yes, he was. John List was a devout religious man. I, yeah, I believe he skipped over one of the commandments or we wouldn't be sitting here right now. Right. And he provided for his family in the town of Westfield, New Jersey, where they lived, Brandy, in a 19-room mansion that was known as Breeze Knoll. He's a baller. Well, not really, because he kind of, he's house poor. Ah. Uh, yeah. That kind of contributed to stress. Um, however, that all changed when he lost his jobs. When he lost his job and bills started piling up, he sank further and further in debt, uh, and he started to lose his grip on reality. He became convinced that his family had been leading an unholy life, Colonel. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. And believed it was time uh, to ensure uh, that they take their place in heaven. So, you know, he was proactive. He was proactive. Well, if they was unholy, they wasn't going to heaven. Well, he was, fr- he was afraid they were going down the wrong path. On November 9th, 1971, he methodically murdered his wife, Helen, his mother, Alma, and, their three ch- and, and his three children, Patricia, 16, Frederick, 13, and John, Jr., 15. Yeah. He placed the bodies of his wife and children in sleeping bags and arranged them on the mansion's ballroom floor. He put Bibles on them or near them as well. Well, he did put them in the ballroom. Yeah, well. So they were ballers. Uh, anyway, let me Clearly. tell you a little bit about his early life because I know you're, you're dying to know, Brandy. I am. John Emil List was born on September 17, 1925 in Bay City, Michigan. You ever been in Bay City, Michigan, Colonel? Of course I have, Timmy. Yeah, well. I'm a worldly man. Well, I know, but I know you mm-hmm. Michigan is like That's where the Bay City Rollers are from. I knew you like. Uh, I love the bass. So, so, so Saturday night. No, S-C-T-Y. you are not allowed to sing. You are not allowed to sing. Why is that happening? No, stop. List was the only child. You got told, Dick. List was the only child of his German American parents, John Frederick List and Alma Marie Barbara Florence List. She got a lot of names. Well, she did. That sounds kind of uppity to me. Yeah, he kills her, so. <laughs> she had it coming. Uh, no, no, no. She didn't have it coming. You got more than four names you're provoking people. As a child, he was very studious and received high marks, Colonel. Both his parents were very strict, but overall they were not really abusive. Now, his father was a stickler for good table manners and harshly scolded the young list for using the wrong eating utensil. Well... That's some that's some hillbilly shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're German, so he's like he's kind of like you know. Yeah. Very rigid in there. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? I don't know. I did nine. 
Yet. <laughs> now that's <Yeah>. Russian. <laughs> Fucker, you're not. That's a salad fork. Nine! <laughs> wow. Sorry. Hey, I finally figured, you know, I had somebody tell me how that works, Timmy. Uh-huh. When you're eating at a fancy restaurant. You start on the outside. The inside out. Yeah. Or the outside in. Outside, outside in. in. Yeah. yeah. All right, Colonel. I'm glad you figured that out. Way to go, th- way to go, pretty woman. <laughs> you know, I was at a, I was at a nice dinner one time. There's no lie. Just one time. <laughs> well, yeah, I was at. Because they nice, won't let you back. This nice bank. It was a, it was a presentation. It was very, you know, not like a restaurant. It was a presentation. It was a really nice place, with the fine china and the forks all lined up. And <laughs> when I got done with my first course, I picked up the plate to go put it back away. <laughs> And You're a fucking hillbilly. <laughs> fucking West Side, I swear to God. <laughs> it was like, just no, leave, it you on, leave your shit. plates on your table, so we'll come and get those. <laughs> yeah. I was like, shit, I didn't know. I didn't. Oh, man. <laughs> Nine! <laughs> Nine! All right. So, anyway, he was, the, his parents and he was uh, were devout Lutherans. Apparently, you can relate to that. I was a Lutheran for a while, too. Mm-hmm. He attended church every Sunday and studied the Bible every evening. His parents would have him, John, recite scripture for them after their evening meal. Hmm. Man, sounds like a fun fucking family. Uh, well, <laughs> laugh a minute. <laughs> Is there more? Yeah. <laughs> they could be pregnant pause there. I, I mean, you know, they could be. Watching porn together or something <laughs> instead of anything. That's you know. a, I don't know that that's less awkward than reading the Bible as a, as a family. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying it didn't sound like a you know, I, you know. I'd rather watch these are not Jeopardy the or something. These are not the people you invite over for pinochle. No, no. no but no, that apparently, like a, the guy who wants to watch porn with your kids after dinner ain't the guy you invite over. Wow. I'm just saying that guy's weird, maybe there, yeah. maybe there's something you know there's in a between. Medium, between yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. a puzzle. Play Monopoly or some shit. Yeah. Good lord. Nine! <laughs> All right. So, um, he, as a teenager, young John, uh, taught Sunday school. That was nice of him. <laughs> it's a calling, really. Well, it really is. I've taught Sunday school before, if you can believe that. Of course he has. Uh, yeah, I believe you're a reverend. And I had a, I had a child one time ask me, well, because they were little kids, and we uh-huh. were talking about Mary, and it was Christmas time, and she asked me what a virgin was. Oh. Yeah, she was like uh, in the first grade. Oh, uh, yeah, that's kind of hard to explain. I, they keep saying Virgin Mary. What? 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 What is a virgin? Yeah, Mr. that's when Chuck? you send them to your their parents. I told her. I said, you know what? That that is a good question for your mother, who <laughs> uh, was probably never one. But ask her that after church. Wow. As most boys growing up, List would masturbate frequently. After well, I don't like to be thrown in with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> After pleasuring himself, he would almost instantly become remorseful and spend hours in his room praying for forgiveness. Isn't that what you do? I uh, know. <laughs> I watch sports. No, yeah. <laughs> I just kind of, you know, clean up and then <laughs> get a new sock. <laughs> <laughs> Wash my hands. He used the same sock. Yeah. Uh, Wash your hands. Masturbation is so gross. Yeah. It's so you gross. know, it's it seems like a good idea at the time, though. Yeah, but when <laughs> you you're know, done, don't you feel like shit when you're done? <laughs> masturbation <laughs> like, is a lot like pizza. 
you know you just when you're done with it yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and, yeah. Those, and those people around that aren't here won't notice but this is what i always com- compare it to you know frisch's hot fudge cakes mm. they yeah. always look so goddamn good you know, they got two layers of cake, a layer of ice cream, a yes, hot I'm, fudge sauce yeah. on top of them. But I'm you familiar. ever notice when you eat one, they're never as good as you think they're going to be, and you regret it. No. No, 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 no. I think they're good, I, I, but I do regret them because they're very filling. They're mm. very filling, and they're very fattening. But, yeah, yeah. oh, they're good going down. Yeah, they are. <laughs> well, okay, but, much but, like masturbation. Yeah, I, I think your pizza analogy was pretty good. And you, you know, when you, pizza sounds Just really good. Just quit while you're ahead. Yeah. That's what he's going for. <laughs> Just, but anyway, what I'm saying is, you know, after you finish, it's just gross because then you, you know, you, you're like, well, it depends on where you aim, Timmy. No, I mean, what I'm saying is, you just, <laughs> and yeah, you, you know, you think, well, that, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I've never thought I shouldn't have done that. I, I, Although, I, you know, I if it's say, right before a date, it could could save you a few bucks. It does, and I always think, you know what? In 20 minutes, I can do that again. Perfect. Sometimes it's just nothing on Netflix. Yeah, that's never not true. And then you know you go back to your computer and and your you know you still have your porn video halfway (laughs) through. And all of a sudden it's not as interesting as it was like five minutes before. You know you're watching uh, you know some um, Teen Tramp video (laughs) or something. Oh, I know. It's not, no, no. And, and then you're just disgusted when you you, you boot up your computer the next time. And, then, you know. and it's yeah. never how they describe it either. Yeah. Right. A little blurb beforehand. Oh, says, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, this is what the... Mm. A little it's video clip. Like yes, yeah. it's never like that. Hey, yeah. You know, some people actually take time to make comments. I mean, who does that? Yeah. Well, I know why, really. I know. Yeah, but like... It's it's when you and the most awkward time is when you're you know you stay at your computer, and Logan comes down and is like, hey, have you seen this? And you start to type in, what do you what are you talking oh, about? Have a, you seen the Beach Boys? You know, and you hit the B, and all of a sudden it falls in it. with like you know, yeah. blondes in oil and shit. And yeah. you're like, no, I don't. What, what is that? What is Google? I, I think Google? it'd be weirder if Logan came down at any time in my house <laughs> and asked me questions. No. Well, yeah, if, you, if it was in your house. Yes. Your keyboard gets all sticky and shit. <laughs> Ugh. Gross. What, can, can we turn the page? <laughs> okay, all right. He, he was just obsessively, he would obsessively, he, John List would masturbate as a ute. I, that doesn't make him unusual. <laughs> no, but he would spend hours in his room praying for forgiveness afterwards. So That's my point peculiar. is that he's... he's Although it sounds there. like you feel some guilt after you, no, it's just disgusting. I don't feel guilt. It's just disgusting. Some self-loathing. You get some. No, it's just nasty. It's just, I don't know. huh? <laughs> it's just gross. It's the whole practice of it is gross. Uh, he didn't have many friends in high school. Surprisingly, <laughs> uh, he felt most teenagers were preoccupied with drinking beer and sex. Well, that's a shock. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, List once said almost all of his fellow classmates in school was on the express lane to hell. Oh. I like Brandy over there. On the, like hey. the devil. She's on the way to hell. No. All right. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> that is worse than <laughs> the, the Bay City Rollers. No, but uh, your BG's not that bad. A lot of they, no, it is bad. Our listeners don't like it. I love uh, it. When you do. When you, when you do the uh, I Started a Joke song, I like that. 
Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Some of our listeners like it singing, but that's no. like one or two. The rest hate it. Cindy Lou likes it, and that's all that really matters. All right. All right. So he didn't have many friends in high school. Uh, when he was 16, John List was 16, the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. Colonel, on your birthday, December 7th. Those sons of bitches. Upon graduating high school, yeah, they're, they're, they're our friends. birthday, too. They are, oh, they are friends now. The, upon graduating high school in 1942, List enlisted. Who? Uh, that's kind of a <laughs> hard, it's hard to twist. say. That's t- like a tongue lister. Yeah. I should be more careful <laughs> in my writing, especially on my parts. God. List enlisted in the U.S. Army. Thank you for your service. <laughs> he served in the U.S. Army. Is it inappropriate to think murderers and killer. serial killers for the No, serve? they're two separate things. Yeah, I agree. This is before he was a killer. Right. Before he was a serial killer, he went over to Okinawa. Well, he tried. And he actually, well, he tried he to use this later on. He tries to use post-traumatic stress as a defense. Hmm. List served in the U.S. Army during World War II as a second lieutenant colonel. Oh, he would later get first, huh? and got recalled and went to Korea as well. John List uh, loved the discipline afforded by the U.S. Army, but did not like that most of his comrades smoked, drank, and chased prostitutes when they were on leave. Well, I mean, come on now. Um, you have to have some hobbies. List was sure many of his fellow soldiers were going straight to hell. And do you really have to chase a prostitute? Sometimes, only when they run. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like Brandy said, only when they run. Uh, and then if they have high heels, you know, they're pretty easy to catch. <laughs> yeah. It's when you take a chainsaw and they, stay, they take <laughs> and those they high heels start, off and yeah. they start running. Then they always fall down in the woods. Well, and you're carrying a chain, chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you're at a disadvantage. <laughs> but they always fall down. But don't you agree? <laughs> yeah, they fall down. They do fall down. Well, everybody falls down when they're running from a killer. List uh, spent his liberty, that means his time off, Brandy, uh-huh. by reading the Bible and attending functions at the chapel. So, so far, so good, right? He's a good guy. Well, he's a masturbator. Well, yeah, but he felt guilty about it. John List was granted an honorable, honorable discharge from the Army in 1946. Thank you for your service. He, was then, he then returned to Michigan, where he planned to continue his education, uh, Colonel, on the GI Bill. He got his bachelor's Damn degree. Tommy. He got his bachelor's degree in business administration and a master's degree in accounting after graduating from the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So go Wolverines. Woo. In November 1950, as the Korean War escalated, List was recalled to active military service. He was stationed in Virginia where he met he he would meet his uh Future wife, Helen Morse Taylor. She was the widow of an infantry soldier who was killed in action in Korea. That uh, sucks. Oh, he's At, just infantry. She Now she's moving up to a, she's a social climber. She's yeah, she's getting a officer. second lieutenant. Yeah. Uh, she already had a daughter by her first marriage, and she named her Brenda. So they all get married. Uh, John and Helen get married on December 1st, 1951. And so John, Helen, and Helen's daughter from her first marriage, Brenda. Uh, Helen was a gentle woman and um, liked John because uh, she liked John. She was religious. Um, after his service in Korea was complete, the young family moved to Westfield, New Jersey, 
where Liz took a job, as you mentioned earlier, Colonel, as an accountant. Mary soon gave birth to three more children, Patricia, Frederick, and John Jr. So she has her own daughter, Brenda, uh, who is John Liss's stepdaughter, and then she gives birth to three of his children. In 1960, one year before I was born, Brenda married and uh, Brenda, the daughter, married and left the household. So she's out of the house now. She's gone. Mm-hmm. On her own life. Apparently, they got along well. Her and uh, her stepfather got along well. List moved the remainder of his family to, oh, as I said, they were living in Westerville. Uh, he moved the rest of them to a 19-room mansion. So Brenda kind of got short shaft. She moved out, and then they move into a mansion. 19-room mansion, Brandy. Would you like to live in a 19-room mansion? I would, but not with this guy. Would you like to clean in a Yeah, room cleaning room would be a No, bitch. but if I can afford a 19-room mansion, I can afford somebody to clean it. But I think he couldn't afford it. I think he was I think he was house poor. I think he kind of, you know, went into debt to buy this place because he wanted to be – he wanted them to be on a certain, like, social uh, – Strata? Yeah, social strata, like on a – yeah. So anyway, John and Helen's life soon centered on work, church, and school activities, much like yourself, Colonel. Mm-hmm. You're focused on a lot on your church. I spend a lot of time on the church. Um, if you want to donate, no, just look no. at my webpage and no. John what do you spent, mean no? You you, you cannot you, solicit funds from our listeners. No, it's going for orphans in in uh, yeah Olympia. Mm. Orphans in Olympia. Mm-hmm. And it's a small state outside of Yugoslavia. I oh. see. Yeah. Making. It's serious taking all the headlines, uh, but yeah. we got these orphans that are getting displaced over in Olympia too. Yeah, so if yeah. You've in got a made-up country, a couple extra bucks. You want to for your made-up country <laughs> for fifty cents a, a day? Right, he will make sure that no one is starving in <laughs> yeah, Olympia. Yeah, I will make sure. Wow. I have solved because in, in uh, other cities like that, I have solved the hunger problem. Mm-hmm. In other cities or, or other just, countries. Well, Novadacious. Novadacious. Yeah. You wiped yeah. out you wiped out disease in Novadacious. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Illinite. You know what's cool? No. Is that uh what's the Facebook guy's name? Zuckerberg. Uh, Zuckerberg. That they are trying to not not just cure a disease, right? They've got a center now to desert to cure all diseases. They're putting research into cure, to cure every disease. Well, good for him. I like that. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, you know, you got to. He doesn't just fuck with cancer. You know what I mean? Well, you know, like, you're going to get everything. Yeah. Let's find a cure for the cold. Exactly. Everything for the man flu. They're going to try to fix the man everything. flu. Everything. Holy. Every shit. disease. I think it's cool. Well, no, it maybe is the thing. I don't think there's a cure for you being a bitch when you get the <laughs> sniffles. Well, apparently, it's. They believe it's. You know, it's possible. You know, to do. That's fine. And he's putting tons good. of money into it. Good for him. Yeah, he's, he seems like a good guy, I think. All right, back to John List, who's not such a good guy. Um, Up to this point, he's a good guy. Uh, all right, so Timmy's far he's got so a good. crush on Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> I know. I do. He's a big Z man. I have a man. I would vote for him for president. Well, uh, I don't like his hair. Well, I don't, he's got a hot wife, though, man. Yeah. Easy. Huh? Easy over there. He's <laughs> got Korean or yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I think that's like not the greatest reason to vote for somebody. I'm not no, really I just think no, I like you. I know. I'm. I, I, he does a lot. He does a lot. He of does good, a lot of charity of, work. Yeah. He's very. 
philanthropic. Yeah, I can't say that word, but he is. Um, so uh, back to John List, though, who was not so philanthropic. Um, <laughs> the cost of he spent all of his spare time and money renovating his historic mansion and making it a home. The cost of the mortgage and renovations quickly added up and started to overwhelm him financially. Helen started to drink heavily and would soon develop a severe drinking problem. There you go. There you go. Sounds like Dave what Dave deals like with the devil. The financial stress and his wife drinking his wife's drinking were not John's only problem, however. The times, Colonel? The, time, were, the times, they were changing. Tim. Absolutely. This was the conservative period of the 1950s was given way to the turbulent period of the 1960s. Young people were using drugs and openly talking about free love and sex. Oh, wee, Timmy. Then I had to just set him off. It did. And, you know, if you've seen pictures of this guy, you know he tenses as hell. Yeah. I mean, this guy stick is Stick a lump not... of coal up his ass and you get a diamond. <laughs> yeah. He could, you stick... You stick a railroad like, spike in his ass. I think he, he cut it right in half. Yeah, he, he, just, he was very, yeah. He, he. So anyway, uh, the world that John List grew up in, the conservative world that he grew up in, was changing, and he did everything he could to keep his children from becoming prey to the evil excesses of the time. After his father died in 1968, his mother, Alma List, the one with, you know, the one with like seven names, Alma moved in with John and his family. So mom's moving into the 19-room mansion, which is not too bad. Yeah, Is he still masturbating all the time? Nah, I don't think so. She was giving her own uh, – they gave her her own room on the second floor of the mansion, which is – That's nice. She didn't have to share with the kids. Yeah. Well, they have 19 rooms. I know. It's a lot of cleaning. When well, I only got 18 because you let that bitch in. <laughs> John's father had set up a retirement fund – to be paid out to him only, and it expired after he died. So Alma's not getting a lot of income. She's a survivor's benefits from Social Security, but she's not bringing a lot to the table to this household. So it doesn't he, she doesn't solve his so, financial woes. Well, so the father screwed her over. Yeah, he took a, a you know payout for his life only. So he, there was no. It's kind of sad. A payout for his life only—that's pretty bullshit. <laughs> we got more money up front. With another mouth to feed in his home, John List's financial problems grew even worse. Yeah, because she was a big woman. Yes, she was. The stress began to show. <laughs> I just guessed. No, 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 she was because he, when he kills her, he can't move her. She's, <laughs> she's one of the ones that can't move. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. It's always better to kill the petite ones. Well, no. That's you, why you got to stay can, fat you can, and people you can, kidnap you. <laughs> yeah. You can kill the bigger ones. You just ask them to go get in position <laughs> yeah. first. Stay safe, eat cake. Okay. <laughs> yeah. oh, um, you know, can you please lie down on the living room floor? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need Cross you to your go, arms. Please. I, I'm gonna need you to. Go, could you just go up to the attic and meet me up there? You know what? Just have them fall on a tarp. Well, you pull the tarp. Well, the stress began to show in his his interactions with his family. Although John was generally a quiet man and kept to himself with projects around the house, he started to change as his daughter Patricia became a teenager. She started to have breasts, Colonel. Well, ah! And she was probably an asshole. Nine! 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 <laughs> she was she, probably a hippie, she too. She was probably an asshole. She started to listen to rock and roll oh, music. Oh, not Elvis. She was oh, probably not not watching roll. Elvis grind those hips. Well, this is like 60s, so it's probably Rolling Stones. Oh, it was skinny well, Elvis, too. Elvis. Yeah, it was skinny. Yeah, it was skinny It was Elvis. skinny leather-clad Elvis. Mm-hmm. Nine! He'd give me a boner. <laughs> I imagine what she does to him. 
But he does that. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> what Elvis? the fuck? He a boner? I mean, leather-clad Elvis. I don't know. I don't know. Just yeah. something about it? I'll let my therapist sort that shit out. I don't... I'm just saying he looked good you in leather. To, you need to up his pay. <laughs> he was uh, also upset for Helen and his wife for allowing a 16-year-old Patricia to wear makeup and uh, getting her ears pierced. Oh, the garish whore. Wear makeup and ears Sod- pierced. It's Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> yeah, and Al's there going wild. Annoying! She's just one step away from, from a gang. She bag. also she wore... Just, she also had a habit of wearing mini dresses. Ah! Mini skirts. Nine! <laughs> on November 5th. Wow. On November 5th, four days before the massacre. <laughs> you know, when you begin a sentence four days before the massacre, you know you're starting to get to the good part. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's about time. Depends, <laughs> I guess, on your perspective, Timmy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, wow, if you're there, yeah. Depends on what side of the table you sit in oh, yeah. there. But uh, nine, four, on November 5th, four days before the massacre, Liz sat down at the dinner table and quietly asked his family how they would like, how they want their remains handled after their death. <laughs> He's concerned. Well, it's, you know, it's a general table conversation. I'm sure it... <laughs> we had to do that. My parents had us come over to their house one time when we lived at our old house and we had to come. Everybody had to come over. They ordered pizza. They gave us each this pad of post-its. Okay, go around and put the post-it on what you want when we die. So it was like an icebreaker. I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed <laughs> to do with that? I'm like, well, mm-hmm. shit, I want this and this and this. Yeah, this I'd like to have now. Right, <laughs> right. Can I just take the house? Yeah. And I had to elbow Casey a couple times. Are the post still on there? Uh, the, some of them are, because <laughs> yeah. they moved. Because I'd be, I'd be putting my shit, I'd be engraving my initials Well, on part of the problem was they moved, and so then some of the shit that had post-its on it didn't make the move. Oh. Which I think was Well, purposeful. see, I, that's, the, the, the post-its are, you know, it, that's, it's hard to you take that, that shit it's hard to take that to probate court, <laughs> yeah. you know. I know, well, and I don't understand why, because it's not like they were writing shit down or anything, they just had to put, had us put all these post-its on things. Well, they probably used is, that to develop their will, though. Well, and that may be, but, you know, they're, they're trying to, they're spending it just as fast as they're getting it, so, you know, we're not going to get shit. I I'm used sorry. to tell my mom that when she would buy things, I'd be like, now settle down, a third of that's mine when you go now. Yeah. Right. Ah, you don't need you don't need those new dentures. <laughs> yeah, what do you need? A flu shot? <laughs> Sit down with that. Yeah. Good lord. What Why happens you, next? Get the Ms. generic cereal for right. Christ's sake. Why you got to get we're the real of, corn? We're not pops. made of money. <laughs> yeah. What uh, happens next, Brandy, with well, Mr. List? John List's family crime spree began about nine o'clock in the morning of November 9th, nineteen seventy-one. Five days after he had everybody, he asked everybody about their remains. Yes. Well, it was considerate of him to ask. But what if, what if they you said know they, they wanted were to wearing, be cremated? Was he going to set them all on fire in the you, living room? You know they were all well wearing bell, bell bottoms and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Had, oh. all, had all that crazy hair. Groovy. Yeah. Saying yeah. groovy all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> Remember flare bell bottoms? Mm-hmm. Ones, yeah. I have some of those. They're sweet. Shortly after sending her three children off to school, Helen List sat in the kitchen of the Westfield Mansion drinking a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Her husband came up behind her, pulled a 9mm German-made, is it Steyr? Stour. Stour. Uh, automatic pistol to the side of her head and fired once. She dropped like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> yeah. The bullet smashed into the opposite wall. Warm blood, and as it tends to do, Timmy 
we're painting a picture here. Warm blood immediately formed a pool on the tabletop around her head and began dripping onto her slippers. As, oh, Nessie ruined a good as, pair of slippers. As shit tends to do when yeah. you get your head blown well, off. Well, the thing is, but you know, he was a stickler for good table manners. Yeah, I know. She she probably used the dessert spoon in, on a soup. Nine! <laughs> Nine! <laughs> Nine! <laughs> next, next, he made his way up the squeaky stairs to the third floor where his 85-year-old mother, Alma, the freeloading... <laughs> Nah, she wasn't freeloading. She was, her, her husband left her without any resources. <laughs> Freeloader. Uh, Alma, she was wearing her house dress and was... A big moo-moo, I bet. Well, and she was preparing breakfast in her efficiency kitchen. So she even oh, had her little kitchen up oh, there. Oh, sweet. Uh, she was standing near the storage room pantry that adjoined the kitchen and asked... Uh, what the fuck was that noise? <laughs> what the fuck? I, I'm sure she didn't say yeah. what the fuck is a religious home, but she asked what the noise is. Right? Her son did not answer her. Instead, he raised the stour and discharged a round that ripped through the side of her skull. She That's was, his mom. She was dead before her body crumpled into a heap on the floor. So he just went ahead and closed the pantry door and left her there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, she was unsightly. A, she was a heavy woman. Well, Clearly. <laughs> Uh, a neat man, to the point of being compulsive, in the hours that followed, he attempted to clean up the crimson puddles of blood in Alma's apartment and in the kitchen. But he was unable to clean up all traces of it. So at some point, you're obsessive-compulsive. You just say, fuck it. I can't do it. Do you, though? If you're uh, if you're OCD, do you well, say, fuck it? Well, if you got so much blood. Especially I don't if, think you do say, fuck it. Well, if, if you're going to leave, well, what does it matter? Everyone in the house is dead. that's the whole fucking point of OCD. It's not... Well, he tried. If you yeah. shoot people in the heart, the blood quits pumping. There's not a big mess. Look, here's the thing. I'm telling you... Nice point, Colonel. Mm-hmm. You shoot them on top of a shower curtain. No, they still bleed, though. I'm just saying one yeah. good one to the heart... Yeah, they still bleed, but you catch all that blood in the shower curtain. Well, you take a cork and you put it in a gunshot wound. Or, or a tampon. Or a tampon. Sure. Yeah, swells up. All right. Nine! <laughs> so at some point, he goes down to the basement, comes back to the kitchen with sleeping bags that the family used for camping. <clears throat> he put Helen's limp body in one and dragged it like a sled through the hall. Through the parlor. This reminds down. me somehow of the movie Vacation. I don't like. Oh vacation got a little bit darker. <laughs> oh my god, that was so damn funny. With her on the and top he, of that thing. Oh my and god. And he's in this. Uh, keep in mind, this is a 19 room house. You know that house had to be creepy as fuck after this. Well, okay, so he takes her. So he pulls her down the hall, through the parlor, down a longer hall, to the ballroom in the back of the house. Um. So by 10 a.m., he'd murdered his mom and his wife. Right. So there's no going back from that, Colonel. Well, he had some time on his hands because you know his kids wouldn't be home till later. So he had he had some time to wait, and he went to his study, collected some old photos and documents concerning the mansion's history, and put them in a neat pile on his desk. Composed a thank you letter to John Whitkey, a descendant of the original owner. Yeah. He also we was considerate. Well, he also wrote four other letters to relatives. The murderer then called Barbara Bader, the woman who Oh yeah, okay. The murderer then called Barbara Bader, the woman who had carpooled his son John's sons, John and Fred, to the Roosevelt Junior High School for the last time that morning. Uh, he made an excuse that the whole family was leaving for North Carolina the following morning because Helen's mother was extremely ill. And you know he'd let them know when. Yeah, he'd he let her know when he they caught were everyone up to tell them they were going to North Carolina. 
Uh, next, he called his employer, the State Mutual Life Insurance Company of America, and said he wouldn't be around for a while because of his family illness out of state. Uh, he made some similar calls, offering excuses to people and places from which unexplained absences by various family members would raise eyebrows. Yeah, so he he was buying himself some time. He canceled delivery of the paper and asked the post office to hold the family's mail until further notice. He also, and this is clutch, he discontinued service of the milkman. Mm. Uh, Do you, you, you remember milk- that, Colonel, mm-hmm. when they deliver milk? Well, Those you don't want your milkman. They get nosy. boxes you had on your porch? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they used to deliver them. Yeah, they get They used to have nosy. the little paper cap on them. Yeah. So it was getting to be lunchtime, and all this letter writing and phone calling had made him hungry. Well. so And he hadn't had breakfast. He has to eat. Man has to eat. Well, he yeah. hadn't had breakfast because right. he'd been busy well, murdering Alma his mother. Him. If he would have just waited 10 minutes to kill the woman, he could have got some scrambled eggs. Throw me an extra egg on now. I'm a- no, he'd been busy. Nine! <laughs> uh, so John made himself something to eat, sat at the kitchen table, where earlier, if you'll recall, he had wiped away his wife's blood. Yeah, he didn't. It didn't seem to upset him that much. I mean, he was comfortable enough to. He sit sat down. on the other side, probably. You know. But then fate stepped in and handed John List a pass card. Mm. Uh, Patricia called from school and said that she felt ill and asked uh, if he could come and pick her up. So he'd been wondering how he would handle things if two of his children, Patricia and John, arrived home at or near the same time well it's embarrassing when you're killing family members and it's, awkward. Both... it's awkward it's <laughs> awkward when you get, get caught up. shooting they start asking questions when you shoot grandma in front of the kids it it just there's a lot of questions raised well fred had an after school job so you know he wasn't worried about him coming home but right he, he had some time with fred he went and got his daughter um once in the house he shot her in the jaw with a 22 caliber uh, pistol it was a much smaller weapon than the nine millimeter stour he'd used with his wife and mother uh that afternoon he picked up fred from his job uh even as he was parking his 1963 chevy impala sedan behind the home Ooh, sweet ride colonel 63 uh, impala uh, mm-hmm. list's other son john uh who usually walked home was turning the corner onto hillside avenue uh these last two murders would be the closest in time reference as he had done with patty john list fired John List shot Fred almost as soon as the child was in the house. Ugh. Uh, Johnny was the last victim and the only family member with multiple gunshots. When the shooting was finally over, John List repeated the process of dragging the last corpse on a sleeping bag into the ballroom that had now become a morgue. Yeah, John was, I think John Jr. was 15, so he was probably at that point where he had to make sure he took him out because... Well, sure, because John Jr. whooped his ass. Yeah, yeah. Um, after another episode, okay, blah blah blah. Okay, uh, episode. But excuse up. me, when I write something, it's not blah blah blah. <laughs> Would you do? Okay, <laughs> I thought I was rereading. If you were something. reading Shakespeare, yeah. would you just say blah blah if you, blah? If we were okay, doing I thought I was rereading something cat on a hot tin roof. Do you think one of the actresses would just say to the actor blah blah blah? Faulkner, do you think Faulkner ever wrote blah, blah, blah on yeah. a piece of paper? Yeah. Would you give our genius writer over here some credit? Thank you, Colonel. Pull surprise. Be, be Pull surprise here. Be respectful of his art. That's all I'm saying. Remove your lips from Timmy's taint. <laughs> Nine! <laughs> Good Lord. We, I, I work very hard on these scripts, and I don't write, I don't work on them day and night for you just to go blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Yada yada yada. Okay. <laughs> the Again, fuck? 
You're going to give me chest pains. You, your job is to read what is on the you paper. You really got one thing to do here, Devil. One thing. Read and talk <laughs> out loud. If you can do those two things at the same time, you're okay. You're gonna do not ablib. You're do not, not ablib. <laughs> I will not ablib. You're going to get a monkey to replace you. A smoking, talking monkey. I thought I was going to have to call up the monkey shop yesterday <laughs> when she had her stroke. The monkey shop? <laughs> what? I'm, and so now I'm curious. <laughs> so where? <he's> at, <laughs> after his last tirade, he did some investigating. Right. And well, you, you know what a monkey won't do? A monkey won't say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> where, pray tell, is the monkey shop? <laughs> Turns out because the monkeys are more expensive than we are. Well, let me tell you something else. A uh, monkey, a monkey will ablib like a motherfucker. Yeah. That's what a monkey will do. I believe over the weekend, Timmy got himself a monkey. I'm just trying to do a podcast, and the monkey hit him with feces. Well, I'm about ready to do that. I'm just saying, when you when I write a script, read what is written. You, you don't have to think. Don't deviate. You don't have you to deviate. think. Look at Chuck. He never thinks. I don't think. <laughs> I know. Look how he goes through life. All right. After another episode of cleaning up, the overly neat and very religious man returned to his desk in the study and wrote the final letter that he would ever write from 431 Hillside Avenue. Uh, the, he sent a five-page letter to his church pastor. In it, he explained to the clerk, cleric the reason... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, fucking monkeys. Oh, no. <laughs> really, you just need you some. The, the monkey store. <laughs> <laughs> he got on Amazon Prime. <laughs> right. Okay. So in it, Amazon he Prime mate. <laughs> there you go. He explained to the cleric the reason, the reason he had to wipe out his family. It's the same reason Tim's going to wipe us out. Is to save their souls. Well. Uh, being proactive. The he text can... of the 1971 letter to his pastor was not revealed to the public until the 1990 trial. But mostly it said blah, blah, blah. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm killing my family. <laughs> Sick of this shit. Blah, blah, blah. Poor uh, mini dress. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And when it was confirmed. Elvis. And <laughs> leather. Elvis Bona. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and when it was confirmed what most people had believed those many years. That sentence made absolutely no sense. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It was a detailed confession, an explanation of what possessed him to murder the five people who loved him and whom he loved the most, his mother, his three children, and his wife. The letter was later read aloud to the jury. The letter was... You know, his wife probably been on board with him killing his mother. She probably would She was right all about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the letter was a lengthy confession that ended with, oh, P.S., mother's in the hallway. <laughs> In the attic, third floor. Her fat ass was too big to move. No, he didn't say fat ass, but he said... She was too heavy to move. She said too heavy to move. Let's see, let's see what I mean, Colonel. Well, here mm-hmm. we go. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Are you ready, Chuck? Night comes early in November. <laughs> you like that? A little turn, turn of phrase? Yeah. And it was already dark when John Liss sat down to dinner about 6 p.m. But... This evening meal would be different from any other he'd ever had at the mansion. What, he order a fucking pizza? Instead of sharing mealtime with five members of his family, he dined alone. Uh. When he finished, he washed his dishes and placed them in the drainer to dry. 
Afterwards, he called Barbara Sheridan, one of the adults who worked with Patricia at the Westfield Recreation Commission's drama workshop. He explained that his daughter would be missing some play rehearsals and used the family illness trip ploy for the last time. Uh, Ms. Sheridan thanked him and advised, and advised him that she would inform the workshop director. His duties and arrangements were complete. List fed his children's pet fish in the 20-gallon tank in the dining room. Would have let him starve. It would have been cruel. Well, well, who's going to feed him after he leaves? Hmm? I mean, who's going to feed him after he leaves? Well, then it becomes a law of the jungle. Well, <laughs> well, you know how you feed pets when you're away. You just put a whole lot of food out there, and they'll, they will... They self-regulate? <laughs> they do. They're great for that. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll know when to Cats will actually do that. Dogs won't. So then... They'll eat everything all at once. <laughs> yeah, dogs don't know. <laughs> Shit all over the house. <laughs> all right. Then the man who had spent the day murdering five people in his house climbed the stairs, went into his bedroom, and retired for the evening. Well, he, he had a long he day. Was, he Did he sleepy. masturbate? What the fuck? Oh, fuck. I can't. All right. He had a long day. He did, and it was very... You know, he dragged their fat-ass bodies all over the place. Aww. I do. This is like the saddest thing. I know. The so the there. next morning, List gets up, has breakfast at his kitchen table. This is creepy. You got dead bodies. I know. And sleep, yeah. breakfast, right? Uh, he then cleaned the various crime scenes, carefully cut his own picture out of every family photograph in the house. That's smart. Yeah, it is. Because nobody will ever know he was ever there. Well, but they wouldn't have pictures of him. Somebody will find a picture of him. No. I'm sure he didn't go through every single fucking <laughs> yeah. place that they had pictures. Yeah. Well, he was in the military, so they could get pictures there. But, you know, well, my dad was in the military, and they they had a uh, fire in a, in a warehouse, and he lost all his records. And I bet that probably happened to him, too. Cause Why do you bet that? Because it, he served the same because it, at the same time my dad did. Because it happened to you, your dad, so it had to happen no, to no, everybody? No, because it, it was everyone. It was the— Happened to MacArthur. It, no, it was at <laughs> he's list. It was uh, L to Z from this like forty five, forty six. That's when he was in there. Mm. So maybe they had no photos of him. Anyway, well, did you research that? No. So you're just putting a theory fucking yeah. out there okay. with no. Yeah. Proof. Okay, so that, a theory. That's not even on the script. Though. No, that's that, but that's not, truly. I'm trying to read. I, the I don't fucking feel like that, that, that should be added. Me. I don't feel like we should be speculating at this. He's point. He's a speculator. Yeah. Uh, before he left Breeze Knoll and Westfield for, uh, yeah, I don't even get, uh, I don't even know what you're trying to <laughs> say it here. it doesn't really matter. He <laughs> left to start his new life. Okay, well, it doesn't say that, so right. I can read it as written if no, you'd like, no, or I just, can blah, blah right over it. <laughs> the Sunday school teacher turned down the thermostat and turned Come on, on, read. And turned on a recorder, which would play the same classical music on a loop over and over. Until it was physically turned off. How fucking creepy would that house be? You got not, uh, you know, all five dead bodies or whatever. You got all the and lights the classical on. Music. And the classical music going on. Uh, let's see. He also turned on all the lights. Well, good. Thanks for giving that yeah. fucking thing away. <laughs> uh, each evening thereafter, the house was lit up like a Christmas tree. Goddamn Mardi Gras in there. By early December, na- neighbors noticed that they'd... Uh... The lights started going out. They started flickering. Okay. You're going to have to... By early December, na- neighbors noticed that they the lights... See, you just said they had begun going off. I mean, it could have been the bodies. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. 
Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Exploding, yeah. it could have been anything. Then that, could have been it's understood. It's not understood. <laughs> okay, so the lights started. I would have got it to me. No, you wouldn't have. You wouldn't have been just sitting there looking at me. So the lights started going off one by one. A monkey would have got it. The <laughs> monkey been all over that shit. And still had time to scratch his balls. <laughs> Monkeys do masturbate. <laughs> See, really, yeah. have a See? chuck and a monkey wouldn't be that much different. And when you two start getting hit in the face with monkey spooge, you're going to wish I was still here. Having chuck on a podcast and monkeys, there's not a whole lot of difference with that. So the bodies wouldn't be discovered until December 7th, 1971. <coughs> My birthday. All, All right, so, uh, yeah. 29 so. days, I got it. All right. 29 days after the murder. That's because, almost a month. Because the drama workshop teacher, director, thought the family's prolonged absence was strange and he couldn't shake the feeling that something was terribly wrong at 431 Hillside Avenue. And why did he think it was strange? <laughs> Patty Liss confided in him as a surrogate uncle because he encouraged her acting ambition, which she... Were. The director, Robert Iliano, once called Patty, once said her father was going to kill the whole family. <laughs> that would raise an eyebrow. That whole, that whole sentence raises an eyebrow. No, but let's, let's focus on the on the what she's saying. So she so she goes to this director guy and says that her father's going to kill the she whole family. Says, she tells him if if my father ever tells you we're going on an extended vacation, it's probably because he Why killed us. Why do you say that? Because I'm telling you what happened. So so. So yeah, read but, it is written. But we're the assholes that you know. So okay. why not? So why wait 29 days? You think you would figure it out before then? If she, I mean, it's an odd thing for someone to come up and tell you. Like, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. But why wouldn't she think that? That's the weird. Because part. he told him right before the. He told him right before the. You may remember at dinner he was asking them how they would like their bodies. Right, arranged. but I mean, did she just do it that night? Because it was only five. Days I wonder before. if they told him. Told him we would like to all be shot and laid out in the parlor. <laughs> yeah, we want to stay in the parlor. <laughs> in sleeping bags. Yes, but shot. don't except bring Alma who says, with us. <laughs> except his mother Alma who says, "I ah, can just leave me where I draw." <laughs> yeah, I want to go in the pantry. She's a big girl. She wants to be around the food. Chuck. Yes, ma'am. Tell us more about what happens in the aftermath of these heinous well, crimes. Well, I believe Timmy has already told a well, good portion of my... Well, of course he fucking part. has. <laughs> of course he fucking yeah. has. Continue, Colonel. Timmy, okay, let me... let me. Patricia has... It's like we got Nancy drama. Grace writing true crime over there. <laughs> <laughs> Truman Capote sitting over there with his fucking <laughs> magnet glasses. <laughs> yeah, you got to picture this. Timmy's got a pair of glasses that pull apart the magnetics so you can just drop them around you. They're neck. spectacular. They make me look intellectual. <laughs> That's too. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, no. 
Uh, Women but, find them sexy. But you know, uh, no. But we're getting railed on for being, you know, I'm going to replace you guys with talking fucking monkeys. Yeah. And he's telling my whole part of the well, story. Well, he's telling your part of the story. My shit doesn't make any speculating, sense. Speculating, getting shit wrong. Yeah. He's what the like, fuck? If you read your like, script prior to the podcast, you would be able to pick up on some of those things. Well, but the best part is not written and being surprised just like everybody else. He's like Nancy Grace with a head injury. Yeah. <laughs> Continue, Colonel. She or not. I don't care at this point. Well... As as has been said, speculated. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, said outright by you. <laughs> yes. What happened, Colonel? Patricia had told her drama coach that she was worried about her father. No shit. <laughs> yeah. This and is she, brand new information. She told breaking news. Eliano, yeah. if he had heard anything about the family going on vacation, it would mean that List had killed her and the rest of the family. No See, kidding. That fucks up Disneyland for everybody. Yeah, really. I mean, when you when he starts talking about Disneyland, yeah, and you he, don't know if you're really going yeah. or you're going to get killed. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Well, what really is fucked up is if you really go to Disneyland. Now she's got her her coach thinking <laughs> yeah. that she's murdered. Yeah, got him on to the teeth. Well, on the night of the killings, the coach drove past the house. But he fell for this devious trick when he saw the house lit up. Oh, turned and on the he lights. Drove away. See, that's all you have to do: turn your lights on. Yeah. Now the re- house remained empty, save for the bodies. Nice phrase, Timmy. Thank you, girl. For I, ne- you know, I I use a thesaurus. Billy Shakespeare over there has got to <laughs> yeah. turn a phrase like no other. Yeah. For nearly a month, the house remained empty. 29 days, to be exact. Save for the bodies. 29 days. Almost a month. Almost. On December 7, the colonel's birthday. The day that lives in infamy. Infamy of, yes. A neighbor, you know, that's the only good thing about 9-11 is that my birthday is no longer the worst day in American history. Well, that's arguable. <laughs> no, because every year when my birthday would come on, the first story on the news would be the worst day, the worst tragedy in America occurred. And show on your this picture. Day. <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> it would. Yeah, and flash Chuck's baby picture. So anyway, but nine eleven changed all that. Now Pearl Harbor's just become kind of old hat. They don't even cover I don't, it half the I time. I don't think that that's true. But go ahead. Well, it was around this time that the director, Iliano, convinced his workshop. Now, now, on December 7th, a neighbor noticed the lights flickering, and that the place seemed empty and abandoned. But it wasn't. It had five dead bodies in it. It was around this time that the director, Iliano, convinced his workshop associate, Barbara Sheridan, to go with him to the house. Their presence in the driveway and walking around the house caused neighbors William and Shirley Canuck to call the police nosy fuckers if it weren't for you and your little dog right so the list family was away after all patrol car officers george zelsednik and charles hallow were first to arrive the police do, do you like brandy how i research this so much i can't even tell you the officer's name i that's amazing thank you the police Eliano sheridan and each of the canucks remember the events differently only often Officer Z, who called in the mass murder crime scene to the Westfield Police Headquarters, and Officer Haller told the same version. Because John List was not among the dead, he was <clears throat> immediately named the prime suspect. Duh. But John... I think that's safe. And Sherlock Holmes. Right. 
email list was nowhere to be found. Hmm. A nationwide, he was the first email list, Timmy. <laughs> Continue, Colonel. <laughs> email. He was uh, a, nation, a nationwide manhunt was launched. Police investigated. Yeah, when they say nationwide, do they really look everywhere? I believe I, well, they, they do. Could they have. was going all the way to Alaska to look for him, Timmy. They, they just, first of all, they couldn't have. I mean, the guy had a 29-day head start on him. Right. Yeah, he could have been anywhere. But they probably, they might put his picture out there if they had one. But why they investigated hundreds of leads? All reliable photographs of List had been destroyed. See? Yeah, see, you can't do that with now the uh, Instagram and everything. Everybody Probably because John picture. List would have had 85 selfies on his phone. <laughs> yeah. The family car was found parked next parked at Kennedy Airport, but there was no evidence that he had boarded a flight. For the next 18 years, no viable trace of John List could be found. He seemed to have vanished off the face of the earth. What do you think about that, Brandy? It's living the dream. But that did not mean law enforcement people in Union County had given up on finding him. Throughout the 70s and early 80s, every possible sighting, any new information was checked out. As the decade was nearing its end, the torch had passed to two new cops. Detective Barney Tracy of the Westfield Police Department and Captain Frank Maracana, Maranca of Whatever. the Union County Prosecutor's Office. Each of them returned to the cold case file on the still open list murders. From time to time, they discussed the case and exchanged information, but for the most part, they worked independently within their own departments. Yeah, he became, uh, we, the name of this podcast is The Boogeyman of Westfield. He became, you know, he became like part of the local lore. Kids, you know, parents would tell their kids, you know, you need to get home or before it gets dark or, John, you know, John List will get you and stuff. So they become part of that. And he even, he, the case went cold, and he was considered a suspect um, <clears throat> in the whole D.B. Cooper thing. Uh, D.B. Cooper, who uh, hijacked, hijacked a plane and jumped out. Yeah, he did that at what, <clears throat> shortly after the, the list murders? Yeah. So that people were speculating that him and D.B. Cooper were the same guy. They never they found it. occurred less than three weeks after List disappeared. The theory being that he committed the crime for the money while on the run. List would later deny being Cooper, who remains unidentified to this day. There's no direct evidence that implicates him. Subsequently, he has been cleared as a suspect. That was a lot of words to Well, say. but it was interesting, <clears throat> the timing of it. Oh. Well, that's true. It is not for me to question your script. It <laughs> Thank is for you. me just to read it, Yes, Jimmy. you're a talking head. You're just like Sean Hannity. <laughs> I, I like to think I'm more like... Uh, <coughs> Rush like, Limbaugh. Uh, um, I like to think I'm more like Megyn Kelly, too. Okay, you're like Megyn Kelly. Bleeding out of your wherever. With your beard. It would be... <laughs> and a penis. In 1989, <laughs> the television show America's Most Wanted was already a sensation. There you go. With considerable effort by the prosecutor's office and after initially being rejected, the show agreed to feature the list murders. It would be the oldest case they'd ever attempted to solve. <clears throat> On Sunday evening, May 29, May 21st, 1989, the show aired with a mere eight-minute segment about John List. Film crews had been to Westfield and visited relevant sites. As is the show's style, the events were dra dramatized, dramatized. There you <laughs> go. Dramatized. A monkey would have gotten that. <laughs> with actors portraying the principals. Barney Tracy and another Westfield detective, Kevin Keller, 
were at America's Most Wanted TV studio in Washington, manning the phones with scores of volunteers waiting for the expected tip phone calls. After the show ended, nearly 250 calls came in, at least, including at least one that was right dead on the money, Timmy. Interesting. Oh, I'm just pausing here because I know everybody's on the edge of their seats. Dramatic effect. It's poignant pause. It says in the script. It's pregnant pause. It says right here, pause for effect Uh, in Timmy's script. Yeah. Thank you, So List had moved to Colorado and assumed the name of Robert Clark. He remarried and started a new life. He killed that family, too. No, Okay, no, he did not. But he would eventually have done that. He turned to a neighbor for comfort after his second marriage started to deteriorate like his first marriage did. And started planning a vacation. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. As an avid reader of the tabloids, she saw the story about a family massacre in 1987. She knew it had to be the person she knew as Clark, but did not report him to the authorities. How did she know it had to be that person? I don't know. It sounded like she was a nosy neighbor. Yeah. But she got it right. Yeah, but she was... It, now, when he, when it says he turned to a neighbor for comfort, I believe that meant oral sex. No, that's. I bet you're right. I mean, when you say that's the most comforting thing you could Remember, think of, this is a very religious man. Devout. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that you know, thumped on his tallywhacker. Well, yeah, 20, thumped, and he killed his family. When, when yeah, and, and killed his family. Yeah. It's when he was a kid. When he killed Not when family. he killed his family. No, no, no. But I'm saying he, he was. Now, was, when America's most... He was shame, ashamed of his uh, masturbation. Doesn't habits. sound like he should have been. So we got this nosy neighbor <clears throat> who's it turns comforting out to, him and her bosoms, her ample bosoms. It turns out bosoms. it was a good thing she was nosy. Most of the time, nosy neighbors are not very valuable. So what we have here, we've got him remarried in Colorado. Yes. Um, it's fallen apart. He is... Being comforted by this other woman, this uh, Clark lady. Okay. Or not Clark. Um, it doesn't say right now. All right, neighbor. She is. neighbor. A neighbor. <clears throat> now, and she knew that she had read the tabloids, and she thought it was him, but she didn't turn him in. Now, the America's Most Wanted segment comes on in 1989, and it reminds the nosy neighbor of Clark, who had moved to Virginia with his second wife. It was obvious that something had happened that Thursday afternoon, June 1st, even to a casual observer driving through Colonial Westfield. It was 12 days since the America's Most Wanted broadcast, and to many, that was old news. Yet small groups of neighbors huddled on the well-manicured lawns, congregated and clustered on street corners, and in front of shops in the quaint business district. Hey, what happened? An uninformed passing motorist. Well, this was back out. Hey, what happened there, Mac? Yeah. They got him. That was the joyful reply. Timmy, says, it says right here in the script, do you, Jim, Jimmy Cagney, 1930s Just read the fucking thing. <laughs> hey, Mac, what happened? Ah, they got him, see? God, <laughs> the worst fucking James Cagney ever heard. So no further identification or explanation was needed. Everyone in Westfield, <laughs> nay, <laughs> in Union County, <laughs> no. beautiful Timmy, knew that. <laughs> <laughs> It's like poetry, isn't it, Carl? <laughs> it is, because I can't understand a fucking word of it. 
everyone knew the him was Sunday school teacher John yeah. Evil yeah. List. Don't ad lib. Okay. <laughs> Don't ad lib. You read that shit just how it's written. <laughs> Westfield's Boogerman. Boogerman. <laughs> Boogerman. Bogey, no. It's bogeyman. Boogeyman. Boogeyman. Bo- a bogeyman. <laughs> it says bogeyman, right? <laughs> Just fucking read it. Well, the bogeyman would no longer give children nightmares. Maybe I can get a monkey mon- <laughs> in here. <laughs> Finish this fucking podcast. <laughs> Listen, we will be on a, a small hiatus while we bring in new talent. He was We're sure to have a new uh, podcast, new episode drop early next week. With me <laughs> and two talking monkeys. And, uh, and said... <laughs> <laughs> he did it to save the family's souls. When asked by authority, what, um, why asked by authority, had he considered killing himself after the murders? Well, no, that's a sin. This replied, no, because suicide is the original is unforgivable sin. He was be the person who who commits suicide goes straight to hell. Yeah, you can yeah. be forgiven He's got a for point, kill- Yeah, you can be forgiven for killing your whole family. You got a point, Brandy. He's got a point. So on April 12, 1990, Lister was convicted in New Jersey court of five counts of first-degree murder, and on May 1, he was sentenced to five consecutive terms. Five consecutive terms, not concurrent. Consecutive, Consecutive. Yeah. One, There's a big one difference. One after the other. His death would come 18 years later. He died of pneumonia in prison. He was 82 years old. Now, the Breeze Knoll Mansion was destroyed by Austin in ni- on August 20, 1972, approximately 10 months after the murders. The crime remains officially unsolved. They found the people who killed all the people, but they can't find the person to burn the goddamn house down. Yeah. They put, should put that on America's Most Wanted. The you know no, what, though? They probably don't neighbor. care. But destroyed along with the home was the barroom stained glass skylight, a signed Tiffany original worth at least $100,000 at the time. So he... Hold on, hold on. At least, uh, here we go. Now I'm just going to read this from the script. Worth at least $100,000 at the time. Equivalent to seventy thousand in two thousand seven. No, two hundred two hundred seventy thousand. Okay. You so you missed so, the two there. Okay, so but the irony here, Colonel, I, I know it's I it's hard to describe uh, explain irony to you. <laughs> but the irony is he killed his family. Part of the reason he killed his family is he was having financial stress. He could have sold the skylight. He did not know yeah, that he the did skylight not know he had a Tiffany skylight. Would have taken care of all his money problems. Yeah. So, Colonel, before you kill your whole family, mm-hmm. check the skylight. I don't have a check skylight. Your, well, then you're fucked. <laughs> They're <laughs> fucked. I ain't the one fucked. Okay, uh, Brandy, your final thoughts on the boogeyman of Westfield, John Emil List. He's a dick. Yeah, he was a dick. I feel bad for his family. Well, yeah. I mean, what a dick. You know, he won't, he won't, he won't kill himself because that's a sin, but, he, you know. He overlooked the part about, you know, committing murder. So, yeah. uh, Colonel, your final thoughts on John Emil List. Well, as a public service announcement, I would like to tell everybody, um, accountants are fucked up people. Mm-hmm. I mean, the tents, they're always they're on the verge anal, of snapping. They're anal. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Mrs. Colonel. <clears throat> Who's an accountant. Who's an accountant. Who's a very bright and beautiful lady, and we don't know why she's married to you, but maybe she'll go on a, maybe she'll kill you someday. <laughs> and you could get that monkey. I know. am, I'm, 
I've been texting with her about it for the past couple of weeks. But you know, never make it look like an accident. We'll she, say he has been acting weird and he's been staggering and. Oh yeah, we probably, got it. Now she deals reason. with multi-million-dollar budgets at the mm-hmm. hospital. That <clears throat> means more than one. More than one. And she was telling me the other day that she was thirty-seven dollars off. Mm-hmm. She was balancing something that was thirty-seven dollars off. She, oh, God, she that's got to be frustrating. To find this thirty-seven dollars, and I said, "Why don't you just give him the goddamn thirty-seven dollars and call it even?" And she said, "See, that's what you don't understand. If you're thirty-seven dollars off, you could be thirty-seven thousand dollars off. If it doesn't add up to zero, if it doesn't balance down to zero, thirty-seven is the same as thirty-seven thousand because it means you're not seeing everything, and something's wrong, and you got to find it." Well, she's right. It's crazy. Just give them the goddamn $37 and go about your business. And that's the kind of tense-ass people that you're dealing with when you're dealing with accountants. So if Renee, the Mrs. Colonel, ever talks about me going on an extended vacation, (laughs) she's going to kill me. Okay. Okay? Okay. That's all I have to say about that. We're hopeful. Yeah. Bon voyage. I would like to. um, You want to give some shout-outs, I would like to give some shout-outs. All right, Colonel, hit us with shout-outs. Well, I'd like to give our our condolences um, to Jennifer Hawkins, who lost her grandmother. Absolutely. Yeah. She was 100 years old. That's amazing. So sorry, Jennifer. Um, But 100 years old or 85 or whatever, you lose your grandmother, it's tough. It is hard. um, So our condolences go out to you. Yes, and uh, I would like to give some shout-outs, a quick shout-outs to some folks who've been leaving us some very nice reviews on iTunes. We really appreciate that. It helps people find us, um, and it means a lot to us. Uh, so I'd like to give a shout-out to Jen, uh, who I think is uh, Jennifer Siemens and her mother, Linda, both left us some very nice reviews. Thank you both very much. Uh, CD and Canadian Kitty Cat, thank you very much. Uh, and Phyllis Munson, thank you, Phyllis, for your kind uh, words. And thank you. If you have a chance, uh, please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps people find us, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, recognize you on the next podcast if you do. So, I'm a, you know me, Timmy. I'm a man of uh, – I'm a cultured man. Yes. I'm uh, a, you, you're the man who knows how to a, eat, use proper, uh, proper yeah. uh, utensils. You won't have any names. Well, I mean – no. So uh, I'm uh, a. <clears throat> as you was going to put, was going to put his dessert on his uh, <laughs> entree plate. My, yeah, but anyway, I, I am a cultured man, mm-hmm. and uh, and what, you know what I, culture? I'm a patron of the arts. Yes. A what? A patron, a patron, a patron, patron, a patron, patron. I'm a robotic tron. Clearly. I'm a patron of the arts. There it is. Okay? I'm a patron of the arts. And um, so after Timmy announced that uh, Maggie Ann Glover's father had passed away, when in fact he had not, um, I sent her a uh, message apologizing for Timmy's... uh, Clear error. (laughs) Clear. Well, no. For Timmy's fake news. No, it wasn't (laughs) fake news. Her father had a heart attack, and it was the same time, I believe, when one of our other listeners lost somebody. Yeah, and we got him confused. So, But anyway, I sent her... Not we. No, because you didn't know none of it was going on. I actually Uh, did. uh, Chuck and I have our pulse on our listeners. On our listeners. You have your pulse on your listeners? Yes. (laughs) I don't know what that fucking means. (laughs) 
<laughs> we have our fingers on the pulse of our listeners. <laughs> yeah. We're, well, don't put them anywhere else. <laughs> it's a little creepy, but uh, yeah. Well, anyway, so I, I, I exchange a message with Maggie's and, yes. you know, and, and say that I hope a father recovers well. And, yes. And we exchange a couple short messages, and I find out, Timmy, that we have greatness in our midst. Really? Maggie Ann Glover is a poet. A, not, really? N- and not, is she doesn't. So she can appreciate these scripts that I, I write. I think she probably does not, but. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, we, we, we probably meet on a intellectual level. I think I. you probably do not. <laughs> I think. Um, but she's a published poet. She has a book of poems published. Very she nice. is kind of a big deal. Well, she yeah. is kind of a big deal. Uh, the, colonel ha- the colonel ordered her book of poetry last night mm-hmm. um, from her website. Great. What is it? What's we, the website? It is MaggieGlover.com. We'll post that link up on our page. Um, Maggie, you might want to uh, post some of my scripts on your page because uh, they've they've been referred to as art. <laughs> yeah, by nobody, <laughs> by one monkey. Right. Um, but, no, that's great. I didn't know that she was a. a well, yeah. Poet. She, so she's a she's a published poet living in uh, Los Angeles with a with a boyfriend who is from Chicago. I um, wonder if she knew Sylvia Plath because we're going to do a, a, she, a podcast. Maggie's on, much she younger than sure. Sylvia Plath. She would sure. not know her. Yeah, but Ma- but I but I will say she knows this: her work, I'm sure. For although Sylvia Plath probably doesn't know Maggie's work since for she the, died uh, in 1963 or something. Dweebs oh that like our page, <clears throat> I have had. I, I bought the book. I, the book's on its way to me. Um, but I, I got to read a sampling of her poetry, and it is dark. Oh, I love dark poetry. It is disturbing. Oh, I love disturbing poetry. Um, it is sexual Ooh, in nature sexual. at times. Oh my God! So yeah, so I would uh, I would highly recommend that you look at her website and I'm think going to do that. the The book was only twelve dollars. Twelve dollars. MaggieGlover.com. Yeah, we'll put MaggieGlover.com. Oh, so I, I love dark poetry. Well, I'm, I'm and check it out. Amber Gilchrist Amber Anderson is also a published author. She's it, got like eleven bucks, but we have to get more information before we can put all our stuff. So we're gonna know. do Look her on next Amazon. week. We're gonna do her next week, and uh, that's awesome. I do want to. I do want to check that out. I want to check them both out. Yeah, she's gonna. She actually said she would sign a book for me. And we also me, so. should announce that. So we, thank you, Maggie. Uh, we are going to be at CrimeCon. Well, we're not in sure the we're going to be a lot of CrimeCon. <laughs> we're going to be in Indianapolis that weekend. And uh, it's June 9th and 10th. Brandy and I have reservations. Chuck does He's not. sleeping on the sidewalk. But uh, we would love to get together with you if you're listening to our podcast and you're going to be in town for CrimeCon. Um, we're going to be in town both Friday uh, the 9th and Saturday the 10th. Let us know. Get in touch with us on Facebook. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We look forward to meeting a lot of our listeners. Just don't touch me. <laughs> don't touch you because you probably just masturbated 10 minutes before that all right colonel shout outs our lovely tasha and miss ophelia out there in california out there in california um we're gonna jump ahead real quick to uh the colonel's crew we'll now okay because they always gotta wait all right colonel i, I just want to say this Not i know what you about this i, I know These you're gonna are... i know that you're looking at some sort of rotation for your shout outs because yeah. very you know awesome it's awesome that our podcast continues to grow and but as a result of that the the shout out list continues to grow and we have to figure out a way to manage that 
and you're looking at some sort of rotation. Is that correct? I believe we are going to, in the next couple of weeks, we'll institute a rotation. Okay. Um, well, here's the thing is the rotation cannot be this week's the colonel's crew, the next week's the colonel's crew, and the third week the I don't crew. believe you want to uh, get the colonel's crew up in arms. All me. I'm saying is you have I'm to rotate it fairly. Well, we'll rotate it fairly. Randy um, even has people like her. I know it's hard to believe. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it is. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm very likable. That's crazier. I'm very likable. <laughs> so, she had a heart attack yesterday. I did not. <laughs> she had, don't make her have She's like heart that. Attack, uh, the the, the guy's like, the bears. Yeah. The bears. The bears. Heart attack. Yeah. Do you need some compressions, devil? No. Do you need me to lay the hands on uh, my hands on you, devil? Not ever. Because I can, I can fix that ailment. Whatever ailment you got, come on over here, devil. Come you over closer to me. want to lose that hand? Come over closer to me. Come on. I will not. Come on. We can solve your problems, devil. No. Shout out to Colonel. No, you can't. The Colonel's hands of love can fix you. <laughs> no. <laughs> the Colonel's no. healing hands of love. Love no. of Christ. <laughs> yeah. It's coming through his fingers. Nine. Nine. God, I guess. <laughs> All right, Colonel. Shout All right. outs. Let's roll. We got Angie Ball, Timmy. Lovely Angie Ball. Um, Nicola. Nicola Reed Beautiful from Scotland. Nicola. Um, Allie, who we no longer have a blood feud with because well, she she fake apologized well, to me. Well, that's you good know, to hear I, since I, we I, didn't care. <laughs> Allie, uh, you know, on on the website or on the Facebook page podcast we listen to, Allie was in the top five of people's favorite voices. Yes, she was. Nice. Yes. It's so, the accent. Yes, she was. Yeah. But, you know, here's the thing, and I have I, – I, I love listening to Allie. I oh, will I love her listen to accents. I have problems personally. Um, <laughs> really? Okay. That's Let a me, fucking uh, revelation. <laughs> Let me finish. I have problems personally. Everybody has different accents that they seem to be able to handle, and they can. Uh-huh. I have problems with Australian accents, <clears throat> understanding them, and I have problems strangely even with reading my, as my well. My grandmother had a, a very thick Irish brogue. Mm-hmm. Um, I will have trouble at times understanding Irish accents. Mm-hmm. Um. Allie has a very clear um, yes, accent. She does. She has a, a very But nice it's voice. still very Australian. So, um, but she sent me, she posted we in look public. Look forward to seeing Allie at CrimeCon. Allie yeah. and Charlie. She posted in public a fake apology. So there's no longer a cage I match. I didn't see that. Yeah, she said it's, I apologize. This is fake. It doesn't mean anything, but I apologize so you can save face and I don't have to kill you in a cage match. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, and of course, Charlie, well, who comes along with Ali. Well, she still might. Yeah. I mean, she probably. It's not rule anything. That's gonna be hasty. No, Ali's like every every dangerous thing in Australia combined. I mean, the mom, what are those mamba snakes and the brown recluse? Kangaroos, man. Kangaroos race. will fuck you up. A kangaroo I know. will fuck you up. Yeah. They got those big talons. Mm-hmm. Talons, right, and they got pecs. You ever seen the pecs on a mm-hmm. damn kangaroo? Yeah. Look like those steroids. Little Sarah Spaghetti. Jim Burdick, of course, um, the very funny Karen Barnes, Janet Fitzgerald, speaking of Irish lasses, Frances Dutton. I want to give a shout out to Mary Ray. She <clears throat> always brings us, uh, whenever time someone asks about podcast suggestions, she's always quick to name us. So thank you very much, Mary Ray. Mary Ray's awesome. She is she awesome. Is. Um, Jessica Williams. Jessica's always very Up in funny. Chicago. I believe up in that area, but I don't think she said she's not in the city. 
Oh. Well, we hope she oh. drives down to Indianapolis for crime consultation. Oh, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Meet Jessica. She's she's funny. Amanda Bocci Ball. Shannon Rossard, of course, who these days is very, very busy. Yeah, Shannon with uh, Amnesty International. Fighting, She's changing the world. She's fighting every injustice that they will throw at you from any direction. She is doing God's work. Doing God's work. And, and you know, if you, if you really want to make a difference, support Amnesty International. They, they don't. They don't do political work. They do work for people. Human rights. Human rights, yeah. And it's all over. It's international. No shit. Amnesty International, yeah. yeah. So They even work in, where, where, where was that place he was thinking? Olympias. Olympias. That, well, they helped me solve the hunger problem there. But there's hunger going on, so, you know. Continue with the Rather than out. donate to the colonel, you can donate Nine. to Amnesty International, and uh, that would be a good thing. Um, the... Beautiful, beautiful Tiffany Hall or Tiffany Bell. Lovely Tiffany Bell from Michigan. Um, Monica D. Hagastino. Hey, Monica. Seen, yeah, we have. She posted, yeah, she posted okay. not too long ago. Um, Angie Cobes. Of course, the lovely Angie Cobes. Um, Radika. Beautiful Radika Smith. Yes. Um, the, the face of Team Colonel, our mascot, lovely little Fallon. Yes, Fallon. Liz Keating, um, Jim Wilkes down in Nashville. Yes, she is going to try to make it to CrimeCon. We hope she does. Jennifer Siemens, of course. Jennifer and her mother, Linda, and Jennifer's son, Hunter. Mm-hmm. Another American-Irish girl, Rachel Marie Flynn. Oh, yeah, she's funny. She's yes. Funny. Um, Donna Hellman. Donna. Donna Whitmore Hellman. Sure. Maja Zinalko. Maja, she also uh, recommends us on uh, other. She does. She's very thank you, you, Maja, and she got very cute cat for a profile picture. Mm -hmm. Um, And the very very charming and unbelievably talented sent me a picture of a mitten she knitted the other day. Really, Um, Jamie Tarantino, and she's an artist. Yeah, she's making mittens now. She's just knitting mittens. She is multi multi talented. Yeah. I wonder if she can read because if she can, she can be on this podcast. I don't. She has a leg up on both of you. It's fucking hurtful. <laughs> what makes you think people want to be on this podcast? <laughs> we don't even want to be on the damn thing half the time. I don't know. Brandy's having a stroke to get <laughs> yeah, out of it. She faked a heart attack to get out of one yesterday. Doing her uh, red fox imitation. <laughs> I did. It's the bit. big one, Elizabeth. It was the big one. <laughs> no, we're glad you're okay, Brandy. We're just I, teasing. Doesn't sound like it. No, I, okay. we worried about you. We really were. I was texting you. Timmy was texting me. Now, I'm not lying to you now. I This is the truth. I, now, you know I was texting you to yeah. try to figure out what the hell you was doing. And you're not texting me back. So I, I assume. Battery. <clears throat> but I assume they just, you know, threw you in the hospital. I, I was, was assuming you were dead. I assumed you was in the psych ward. Oh. I assumed that they got halfway into treating you, locked you up in the psych ward. Did some but triage I was, and figured out. But I'm te- you know I texted you a bunch of times to see how you was doing. And uh, Timmy is texting me like every 15 minutes. Have you heard any news from Brandy? No, not yet. I texted her a while back. 15 minutes later, another well, text from Timmy. I was worried about it. I wasn't here. Any when news all this from Brandy? Down. He was Timmy. I'm going to tell you. He did miss not, the excitement. He missed the whole thing. Yes, but, it was, I, I, but he was, te- I mean, he literally, I was getting a text from the boy every 15. You heard from Brandy yet? No, I ain't uh-huh. heard from her yet. I didn't so. know how fast to get my mom here. <laughs> He was like, I'm ready to proceed to checkout. <laughs> she, she gonna Put in my promo code. 
God. So no, no, we're glad you. We're glad you're okay. That was scary. so. Missy, Don't do that again. Missy right. Dean Horton. Missy, uh, yes. Linda the traitor, and you know who you are. Um, wow, that's harsh. Huh? That's harsh. It's very she harsh. knows who she is. Linda Middleton. All right, I'm going to say it in public. Well, Linda Middleton, the traitor is Linda Middleton. We just her. She's Jennifer's hmm? mom. She was on Team Colonel and Switch. Oh, well, I don't blame Yeah, her. she's the Benedict Arnold of so Facebook. You know, she saw the light. <laughs> Maybe she did. Sam Hildebrand. Now, Linda, we, you know we love you, Linda. Um, Jeff Girdley. Good Britton guy. Chris. Celine. Teresa Slavin. Shonda and Larry, of course. All of the Trowbridges. We just thank Phyllis, Phyllis Munson. We really appreciate all your support. You know, it was funny. Um, Larry was posting something about the um, podcast we did on Charlie Manson. Yeah. And how I kept mispronouncing the LaBianca murders. Yeah. And so I post, because, you know, Shonda is really... You know, Shonda's all over us so every time we miss oh, yeah. something. <clears throat> so I posted and I said, okay, Shonda, we know that's really you on Larry's account. Shonda will go <laughs> Facebook Live, I know, to tell you this. you got to really, They're both wrong. really funny. They, you know, they're such a nice couple. They really are. I'm very much in love. Oh, yeah. They're like Brittany and Chris. Mm-hmm. Brittany exactly. and Chris are just cute to watch. And, and uh, let's see, Aaron Wentz. Mm-hmm. Donna Curran, Donna, thank you very much because Donna is supporting Renee in her heart walk. Oh, by the way, um, I got. Um, I, I I need to talk to you about that afterwards. My mom wants to support it too. And she oh, okay. To do it, so I told her I'd ask you. Brian and Lisa Lawton, but Donna, the Mrs. Colonel said thank you very much that she appreciated that. So, Jim Bolden, beautiful Katya. You know, you're the one in the family who really needs to be walking. I'm just saying. No, she's walking. She's walking for the <laughs> Am kids. I wrong, Brandon? You know what? I will do the walks if they let dogs in them. If they don't let dogs in them, I'm like, fuck you. I'm just my saying, dog dude, ain't good enough for you. I'm just saying you could do with a little walking. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Renee does need, not need to walk. You're the it's one. a little hurtful. Well, he's calling you fat. I believe he is, yeah. <laughs> no, not fat. You're just plump. <laughs> Big boned. <laughs> Um, Kate with a C McCarthy, who would have been here yesterday, had the devil follow through on her commitment. Yeah, so Kate <laughs> was going to join us for a podcast. She was all excited. We were excited to have her, and uh, Brandy ends up stroking out. So, uh, Kate, we're sorry. Obviously, uh, and, I, and another question. She, hopefully, she'll be joining right. us soon. When when we thought you might be having a heart attack, who showed up in your office with a baby aspirin? You did. Yeah. 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 Ooh, no. Just FYI, next time that happens, you're supposed to take four. Oh, are you? <laughs> yeah. One doesn't do anything. Well, I, I'm supposed to take one every yeah. day. One so basically, really you would have solved her headache. <laughs> no, not even. <laughs> not even that. Yeah. One doesn't really do a whole lot if I'm having a heart attack. Four makes four stop it. does it. Okay. Take four. So, well, so Dr. Walters is... Uh, was hey, like, I, it was the effort I tried. It was effort. And he sent, and he sent our boss in to sit with me. Yeah, which was had she had three ridiculous. more people who cared that much about her, it would have been different. It would have been. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you could have saved my life. <laughs> yeah. Tight bastard. I was about. To, I tried to. I asked you if you want me. Man, to only do I had so many baby aspirin he can spare. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I offered to do chest compressions on the devil. No. Did I say 
Devil, you need me I to do know. chest compression. I was just busy trying not to die. He was going to get out the jaws of life. <laughs> I, was, I was like, maybe you just got him tightened up in there. You want me to poke around willing, see how we'll, yeah. He was willing to do a bypass right there <laughs> right on the there. spot. I had a, I had a spork. I, was, I had a spork <laughs> and two spork. paper clips. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you were going to MacGyver my bypass. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bridget Clavey. Byron Snelling's Denny Mack. Do we have to say no, you know, no, but yeah, Denny McNamara, but Bridget Clavey is also one who is just so supportive she, on yeah, us on other pages, supportive. and Thank you. she always saying how we're her, you know, one of her top podcasts, and we really appreciate that, Bridget. We we really do. It's no 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 joking around. It really means a lot. To you us. know, it'd be nice if the devil ever showed up on one of those pages and supported. I know us. we're out there promoting. The Colonel yeah. and I are out there doing, you know, marketing and and taking the, shit. And taking hell. Well, see, the problem with him, he doesn't understand the whole marketing concept. <laughs> I know. He just runs his yapper. Yeah, and he pisses people off, and then I have to go you know clean what? up after Here's him like a thing. monkey. If they're, if they're coming like a fucking on elephant, criticizing got, the show, I just figure, fuck you, we ain't losing a No, losing you've got to thank them anyway. for their input. And I thank nice. them for their input, and then I just suggest that maybe they could blow me. Nah. And that's you know that's but uh, you're right. Brandy could be out there doing some of that, but you know she. You know what? I'm busy doing my child's Black History Month project. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Get this, Colonel. She told you about this. Uh uh-uh. uh God damn it. So right <laughs> no, before we, we love Black History. It's a great, it's right, a great right. celebration. That's, that is not the issue. No, no. Right before the long weekend last weekend, I look in Noah's backpack, and there's this paper. Noah, uh, five years five old. Five years old. Oh, this is, you know, your Black History Month project's going to be due. And, you know, this is something that the whole family should do together and blah, blah, blah. Now, let me tell you something. I fucking graduated. I have a job. Why the fuck do I have to do this goddamn project? <laughs> so, okay, Noah, who do you who do you want to do for Black History Month? You know, you can do, we can do, you know, B.B. King. We can do Disney, George Washington. No, no, we can't do George Washington for Black History Month. You you need to pick somebody else. Ella Fitzgerald. George Washington Carver. What, George Washington Carver. See, that was the big one when I was a kid. Everybody right, did right. George yeah. Washington Carver. Well, then he wants to do Abraham Lincoln. Oh, everyone likes peanuts. Yeah. I said, no, sweetie. We have. <laughs> if you want to do a president, we have... Your child does not see color. No, he doesn't at all. I said, honey, if you want to do a president, we have one black president, but everybody's going to do him. Do you know his name? The Rock Obama. <laughs> I said, the Rock. The, the Rock Obama. <laughs> I think he's getting him confused said, with He's the been rock. working out a bit. I said, you know what? So then I spent a half hour trying to get mm. that straightened out. So, okay, fine. So we're going to do, we decide we're going to do Mae Jameson. She's the first black woman in space. Big deal. It's got space. It's got everything you wanted. We had to go out. Oh, Chuck is dying. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Sneeze. Give him a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Just one. Just one. Yeah. So... We have to, I have to go out and get, you know, poster board and paper and ink for the printer because, of course, we have no ink. And this is a kindergarten yeah. project. Yeah, it's no. a kindergarten goddamn yeah. project. But we have to do this poster board. He doesn't know anything. So he has, I... He has to go before the review board to present it. Yeah. yeah. So I spent, like, three days doing cutting shit out. And buying all, mm. I'm $100 into this fucking poster board fucking project for Black History Month. Well, I, hope I mean, it looks grade. good. I hope I get a good grade, too. <laughs> yeah. Because he didn't have dick to do with it. And the only reason I got him to participate at all was because I they, they're giving him a prize. They give a prize, participation ribbon. 
you get a prize if you do it. Oh, okay. And then he just wanders over and sits down. Now, see, when my kids were in school, they showed up with the shittiest projects in the world because I was a parent that said, fuck that, I ain't doing that. You Motherfucker, you know how to build a volcano. Do it. Well, they evidently had had all month. But, you yeah. know, he's five. Yeah. And you expect them to deliver, again, expect them to deliver the message to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. In some kind of way. But, well, yeah. Well, I always But it turned out too. well. Well, of course it turned out well. I did the fucking project, but motherfuckers, I got a job. Why the Should fuck am Bessie, I doing your Bessie job? Coleman next, next, year. <laughs> next year, we'll do Bessie Coleman. Okay, because I got a script already out. I, I know, but it was that's too much stuff. All right. Colonel, who else? Would give uh, let's see. We got Becky Mitchell. <clears throat> Vicki Ann Wallace. Another very uh, another great couple, um, Nick Starr and Molly with yes. a badass hair. Yes, Nick Nicholas Starr, who's a professional comedian, and Molly, the lovely Molly, his uh, significant. Other. Well, you know, you only see the tiny profile pictures, and in that in when she made that point about her butt and her hair being on point, I clicked a profile picture. So you're creeping again? No, I, that's not creeping. He never Randy mentions. He never stops. She's got very. Is it cool creeping, hair. Brandy? Is it creepy? Not if you if you make the profile picture bigger is creeping. Well, you're creepy in general. If somebody says I got badass hair, so you say, "Let me see that hair." She's got very cool hair. What That's do you care saying. about her hair? Because she brought it up. She opened the line of questions. She's very, she's she's very lovely in it. They're a great couple. Yeah. So get off she's, my back. Get off their page. Right, <laughs> creeper. I think we. I don't know if we're friends or not. I don't know. It could be Tracy Probably Lynn Busby. No. <laughs> Um, who, Neil, who, who did you say, Tracy? Tracy Lynn Busby. Yes, Tracy. Stewie Benton. Neil Stewart. Eagleton. Yes. Natasha Davis. Steve Miller. Cheryl Muscu. Hey, Cheryl. Keith Frosty. Andy Volley. Marvin Hammond. The lovely Mary Ray. Beautiful Katie Moorhead. Christine. Bourgeois. Jeff Appel. Uh, Maggie Recovered. Maggie Glover. Brandy McBride. Uh, Dave, I've got you back on the list. Dave Lampier. From Georgia. From Georgia. Bond. Gene Bond. Tara, John Cunningham, um, Donna Hellman. Let's see. Sydney and Michael. Trixie, Gina Spillane. Um, a person who is damn now, I'm pretty sure she's insane to me. Amber Croup. Amber Croup is really funny. Olivia Meyer. Amber, I think, is from West Virginia. Olivia Meyer. Olivia Meyer, uh, Laura O'Reilly, John Cunningham, of course, Rebecca Matale, Mike Eisenhower, Danielle Fredrickson, Andy Sparacho, Toby Deese, Nancy Jalapeno, Kim Kamikaze Kazmersky, Tara Chinchilla, Lindsay O'Brien, um, Eddie Rushing, your handler, Sammy James, Jason, Jason Dykes, Amy Carol Payne, lovely Tyra Jenkins, Amber Anderson, Danielle Fredrickson, Christian Dorma, Little Emmy Waterfall. Hey, Emmy. Susan Maxwell Angles, uh, Kirsten Davidson, Don Gordon, John Gray, Dave Hill, Tom Tui, TJ Youngblood, Robin Sanchez, Colleen Madsen, Aaron Fowler, Allison Shields, Diane from Go History Goes Bump. Diane yeah, student. Diane Student. Uh, check out History Go Bump. It's a great podcast. Um, new listener, Kim Stroop. Um, Welcome, Kim. Somebody who is a self-proclaimed devil's advocate, Elise Kearns. 
Uh, That's who I'm thinking of. Not she's on team Hi, Brandy. I yeah. know Elise. It, she she just put in a in a, a Elise thing. Elise and Brett. I'm a physical Elise therapist you know in real life. Yes. Oh, okay. And I was like, you know, could we get to do a discount? Because me and you are kind of falling apart pretty rapidly, and we're gonna probably need physical therapy at some point when we get our walkers or whatnot. You do not get a discount. Yeah, she said I got to run it by the devil first. I have <laughs> a silent majority. My team don't. You know they don't they don't put themselves out there like you guys do. Mine is more they're the silent type, strong silent type. Is that you know? what it is? Yeah, they don't announce their loyalty to me. They just kind of they have it in their heart. That's what that's what matters. I'm just like Christ. I'm in their heart. <laughs> is it? Kinda. Okay, wow. Mr. List. Right. <laughs> you masturbating Christ. Nine. <laughs> Justin Brodeur. Justin's funny. T.J. Young. Pete Fulmer. Uh, you, said TJ, you know you said T.J. Young like four times. <laughs> I'll check my list and make sure. But we're glad. Thank you, T.J. T.J. is a Patreon supporter. So. New listener, Kristen Whiting. Kelly Caldwell, Jennifer Savoda, Lauren, Nina. 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 It's Nina. I know. And it's Nina, Nina from the Nina uh, already, from, uh, already Gone yeah. podcast. Yes. Ronnie she Rhodes. was ranked number one in voices. Oh, was yeah. she? Mm-hmm. She won. Hmm. I didn't see my name up there. I, <laughs> I, I was taken aback. <laughs> I kept looking. I, Hold on. <laughs> Nobody, not a single person put the colonel on there? They did, no, dude. They you did was not, not find mentioned. the colonel's voice. I wasn't using. either. I mean, but, you know, I sound like Marge Schott's sister. Well, I thought, <laughs> Marge Simpson's sister. I thought I would be on there, surely, with my uh, smooth and precise enunciations. Yeah. Yes, and your smooth jazz I went. I had to go and get some spectacles and put my spectacles on and put my face up to the uh, monitor of the screen screen of the computer to make sure I, I make sure I wasn't there. I just could not <laughs> wrapped that. around your neck already. Make sure you didn't miss something. I got a magnifying glass out mm. and I was looking but I did not see my name. I'm sure though when someone asked the question, who does the best script writing? Oh, they yeah. did and you weren't on there either. They no. did. I believe it was um, Charlie <laughs> and Allie. <laughs> yeah, probably Charlie. And Allie. No, I that was research. They haven't done script writing yet. So Oh, okay. So it, what you're so saying it's an is an official poll, just on one thing, on one group, Facebook group uh, yeah. podcast we listen to. So there. you're all bent about it. <clears throat> oh, I'm just saying that you, you know, I, I just, I'm just saying that I thought I would surely be on the voice of the, you know, most favorite voice. Don't know why you thought that. I thought people would, you know, I, I know some of our, uh, some of my female listeners listen to it, why they pleasure themselves. Listen to <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're going to have to call the squad again. <laughs> you're going to have to call the squad again right now. <clears throat> if it oh. Tim, I listen to your voice. I it listen. could happen. You I don't know. <laughs> you don't know what people are doing when they're listening to our podcast. Okay. Oh, man. We'll you know, the only good thing about we're gonna talking like this is... No, no. The only the good page. thing about this... I think half the people's already tuned out by the time we get this part of the show. <laughs> yeah, they're already done with us. <laughs> so they, they don't I think they us. tuned out before I even got to my part. <laughs> like, oh, that's understandable. <laughs> I don't feel good. All let's right. see, Kelsey Fro, Jim Moyer. Um, let's see, let's see, Lise, Kimberly Cambron. Yes. who is I believe an attorney, right? Yes. Uh, three Heather's Heather Hall, Heather Poole, Heather Marshall. I'll say that was only two. Maddie Kinnon, uh, Mark Hammermeister. Yeah, Mark with the um, 
I did not know he was with another show, but he is. Conspirators. Conspirators, yeah. Brittany Powell, Mike Arnold, Cindy Overstreet Hamilton, who likes my singing too, Jennifer Potts, lovely Maria Barber, Christina Montana, Kristen Hodges, Steph Glenn, lovely Annette Petray, um, Sarah Taylor, Meg Bansell, Margot Donahue, Danielle Jones. From uh, Between Us Girls. Between Us Girls, Deborah Chappelle. Ali Nett, Holly Woodard, uh, Aaron Shibley. Let's see, I'm going down. Stacy Gutierrez, Tim Hale, Donnie Young, Melanie Young, <clears throat> Alan Dobbs, Andaza, Elizabeth Brock, Mark Farman, um, Andrea O'Dell, Richard Roy, George Hochler, Joe Lamont, Ruth Ann, of course. Um, Ruth Ann is. Uh, the sister of uh, Lydia. Lydia. Mm-hmm. Um, Todd she Long. She just turned 21. Holly Schreiber. Lindy Lada. Uh, let's see. Tamara Cola. Tammy Ennis, of course. Tammy is very active Kristen Andreessen. Nancy Weller. Anita Darden. Carla Nelson. Carla Nelson. Carla Nelson from New Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amber Trevino and Angie L, Karen Alden, Norma DiBaggio, Dan Hammer, Callie, little Callie Jones, Skip Fayou, Susanna Sheldon, Stacy Lynn, Liz Evans, Miriam Buckwald, and of course we cannot forget the lovely Lady Beverly. Yes, Lady Beverly, we hope that you're doing well. And we cannot forget, of course, Rachel Hummel, I forgot, or forgot her, and Molly Fontenot. And well, obviously, you can forget them because you forgot them. No, I did not forget them. Uh, almost. And the the uh, Spit thing it out. that keeps us uh, see, Timmy, what is your hostility towards your mother? That's Please. what I don't get. As I soon have as no I get to, you have hostility. You've tried to kill her a number of times. Thank you for listening, and, mom. And when we get to your mom's shout out, it's always like, come on, let's at the go. End of the show. I'm trying to get home for Christ's sake. You, you need to. You just need to be patient, Timmy. Mom, we, thanks for listening. We muddle through your script here. We try we to give figure her the out shout what out so we can. Dottie Scott, thank here's you. Here's a shout out to you, but uh, Brandy, where can people find us? We don't even know because <laughs> find us on uh, iTunes. No, Tom did tell his monkey to answer that question. You can Come find, on, Chip. You can, <laughs> you can find us on iTunes. Please leave us a review. It helps other people find us. But you not can, on this show. You can find us on uh, Facebook. We have two pages. One is just the History Dreams page. It's a, a page where we post. He's just not even going to wait for me now. He's <laughs> nah, just going to take just, it right over. <clears throat> because you would fuck it up. How did I fuck it up? I never <laughs> fuck it up. Uh, we also have our group page. That's where all the people Colonel just mentioned hang out. It's called History Dweebs, the podcast Facebook group. Join us there uh, for fun and merriment. Wouldn't you say, Brandy? Uh, fuck off. Okay. Uh, also, uh, you can find us on Twitter at History Dweebs 1. You can follow, follow the Colonel at Hawk Waters. And you can find us on Lipson, Stitcher, or any of the popular podcast apps. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Good day. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.